Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Derek? Yes? What's new? Oh, I'm healing slowly. <laughs> you are healed. <laughs> I'm not healed, but I'm getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all after the, it's that uh, post thing after the uh, meanest link. It was, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I have my own Was that like a month ago now? Pretty much. <laughs> but it was... Uh, no, it was, what, two weeks ago? Uh, I think Three I was... Uh, my, my latest conclusion, and, and the doctor somewhat agrees to me because of, this, because of timelines and stuff, but I was suffering from exhaustion, and yeah. uh, and then I went to the walk-in clinic to get it checked out, and I came across... Touched a chair when I shouldn't have, would wash my hand, didn't wash my hands when I should have, and... Uh, Herpes. Yeah, I don't know. Like Syphilips. Uh, no, none of that. Crabs. <laughs> none of that. Norwalk virus or Norwalk, some okay. thing. All right, well. Yeah. Nearest, that's <laughs> the, the doctor doesn't know. Nobody knows. You just have something. I'm just not digesting food properly. <laughs> Ooh, meat? No, no, no. no okay, uh, yeah, okay, that okay. That we're going to talk about something about that later what, on. What's not working is craft beers. I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> we are not drinking craft beers tonight. We're actually drinking one of the big uh, major brewery beers tonight. Yes. Shall go nameless because they're not giving us any free beer. Yes. But it's it's not clear enough, so I may suffer from it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like water. But it's nice, cool, refreshing. Yes. yes it's this nice. stuff goes down like a yeah. lot faster because yeah. it's not as hearty. Yes, exactly. It's not chewy. Like it's a, not like chewy. A, it's like a decent craft beer. Oh, a decent craft beer. Mmm, you can chew it. <laughs> Cut it with a knife and chew it. It is so delicious. All them harps and hops and barleys yeah, exactly. and, and things in there. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I haven't been much going on this way. Um, been doing a lot of family stuff lately. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Saw a couple of movies. John Wick 3. Awesome. Now I just got to wait for John Wick 4 to come out. I saw Toy Story 4. Did you? Yes, I really? did. <laughs> Haven't they killed them all off yet? No, but it's interesting the way the storyline is going. I can is see there going to be a five? I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a 20. Oh. <laughs> if I live that long. Woody faces Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Because there's probably going to be a Rocky 22. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else did we see? Oh, that yesterday movie. Yes, the, one the, about Beatles the Beatles. Ones. And you said it was good. Eh? It was, you know what? It was a decent movie. If you don't go to the theater to see it, at least rent it. So it's like rent a fantasy it, type it, story. It's do. not based on reality or anything, right? Something happens where dude gets um, some supernatural thing sort of happens. I don't know. They don't really explain what exactly happens. Yeah. But when he wakes up, nobody in the world has ever heard of the Beatles. Huh. So he remembers all their songs and then he starts singing them and becomes like as Super popular because it's as amazing the music. Yeah. And but there's a, there's something, there's a little part near the end, yeah. which is really cool. Okay. That, that is like a nice twist on it. I, I never saw, I never saw that part coming. Oh, okay. Cause you're not thinking of it. Yeah. Right? Uh, but yeah, it, it was, it was a decent movie. It hmm. really was. I have to go check it out. So yeah, it, it's, it's one of those movies you take your wife to. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you've done something really bad and you need to. <laughs> <laughs> Suck up. Suck up. Take her up for dinner in a movie. That's the movie, buddy. Awesome. <laughs> I'm there for you. Uh, no, you know what? It, was, it looked like a really good movie uh, from the previews. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I want to see that one. So uh, Trace and I headed out and uh, with some friends and went and saw it. And yeah. uh, Oh, and another little tidbit. Yeah. If you go weekends to, we have the Landmark in Whitby here, the yep. Landmark Theater, weekends before noon... Movies are like eight bucks. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheap. Cheapity cheap, cheap, cheap. I, I used my uh, points, my scene points. Oh, I save them to when I really go to a movie. Yeah. Like a regular price movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, you throw over your eight bucks for the for the uh, before noon movies. I've got, uh, I think, 57 movies to go before I run out of scene points. Oh, yeah? yeah. So how come you haven't taken me to the movies yet? I don't go myself. I got 57 movies. <laughs> okay, well, give me your card. I'll go to the movies. I'll tell you how it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I go to like one or two movies a year. Oh, man, we used to go to the movies all the time. Like, I used to live in the yeah. movie theater. And there's and it's becoming harder. It's just like our, our, our paddling trips now. Mm-hmm. Trying to get all four of us together to go on a paddling oh, trip. Yeah, yeah. Not happening. Yeah. So this year, again, we're doing the, I'm taking 
Tracy out for a four day trip. I'm taking Mackenzie for a four day trip. I'm taking Ariana for a four day trip. Yeah. And then I got a couple other little trips as well. But it's the same with the movies now. Like John Wick 3. We've yeah. seen them all, all, like we saw one and two in the theater yeah. as a family, right? Same with all the Marvel movies. Yeah. You got to see them as a family sort of thing. But trying to get everybody together. Did you manage it with John Wick? John Wick we did. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't think it's in theaters this week mm-hmm. or last, last week, I guess. I guess we, we probably saw it the last weekend it was in theaters. Oh, it's I'm out. It's I'm gone. thinking, I'm thinking it's out of theaters now. Oh, yeah. I meant to go see that. Yeah, well, double check. I could be wrong, yeah. I, I, but um, it was out for quite a while before yeah. we managed to do it. Uh, so it's it's becoming that way now with the movies as well. It's just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, well, what the Endgame? Did we see? Oh, they're re-releasing I think we all saw Endgame. Endgame. They're re-releasing it. What? Endgame. Avengers Endgame? Yeah. There's a additional six second scene or something. Six seconds? <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding. That's, that's it's going to be worth so my what, money. So what they're trying to do, they're trying to extend their summer box office because they're they're really close to some really big record, like two billion box office thing or something. Really? Anyways, whatever it is, they're going to re-release it. They're going to, and I haven't heard what it's going to be, but some people are speculating it's going to be the, uh, they didn't include the, uh, <clears throat> so what's the green chick? The green chick, the, Gamora? Gamora. So Gamora and Purple Dude, they're going to, they have that death scene where they're on the red. Oh, the, Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. So they're on the, in that little building and they're, she's a little girl again and they're yeah. at death scene, right? So they never did do a Tony Stark and his new daughter death scene because they thought it would confuse people. So people are going, oh, they're going to re-release it and have the daughter death scene. Because the dad, if, because Tony Stark dies, and it's their opportunity to say bye to each other. So that's what that's what I heard that it's probably going to be the extra scene that is going to show up in the new release. Hmm. Because they didn't have that scene in the uh, original release. I'm thinking they're just going to add six more seconds of credits. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's kind of funny they're going to yeah. release it. Uh, and there's six some, whole new seconds. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's a new Star Wars movie coming out soon, the end of the year. Which one is that? It's the final Star Wars. R- is it Rise of the Skywalkers or something like that? Or? Rise of Skywalker. Rise, Rise yeah. of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not caught up on that yet. Dun, 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 dun. Which one I have not I? Oh. Dude, I've been a Star Wars fan since day one. Well, me too, but I never oh. get out to movies. I'll see that when it's Lord on Netflix. I've also heard, uh, I don't know how much you know about Tolkien, but mm-hmm. he's got all the, like the Silmarillion and all these other books that he wrote, yeah, yeah. right? Besides the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. They're talking about making those into the movies as well. Nice. Right. Which is cool. So, but I, I've, I've seen all the Lord of the Rings movies and Hobbit movies, like opening night sort of mm-hmm. thing. And we, a buddy of mine, we did Trilogy Tuesday when they released the last Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. They showed all three in a row extended versions ah. we were in the theater for 12 and a half hours oh. watching first i mean we watched the first two which had already yeah. been released the previous couple of years and then we saw the new one. Oh man <laughs> if that hey if that's all it takes to float my boat my life can't be that bad <laughs> 12 hours wow 12 and a half hours do you know what i discovered and maybe it's been around for a while but i just noticed it uh, on the weekend um you can get beer at the theater now. Oh, the VIP theaters. There's a, yeah, there's one in Pickering here. There's a beer lane in uh, in yeah. Bowmanville. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm standing there looking up. I see a sign said beer. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. I was confused. It's like, what? And it's like, oh my God, you can get a beer. Yep. And there's a fridge, tall boys. You just buy yourself a tall boy and go to the theater. Yeah. It's like, it's so weird. I, I'm sure they keep a, a track of it, but in the VIP theaters, which is a pretty penny, um, they have the comfy, like lazy boy recliners yeah. and all that sort of thing. And there's this little, uh, tabletop that will swivel over top of you and you can order food. No. And, like I've ordered pulled pork macaroni, <laughs> right? And so it's like a really cheesy macaroni covered in pulled pork yeah. and a beer. Um, and you order your candy as well sort of thing and you sit there and you watch like a two-hour movie yeah and oh man wow awesome that is weird but you're paying the price too yeah right i think is 
20 bucks for the movie and or 24 bucks for the movie because of the seats and all that. Yeah. And then of course another 20 bucks for your food and <laughs> beer. So, I mean, it's like 50 bucks a person at the yeah. end of the night, right? Oh, I, I so, so it was, uh, it was Stella's birthday party. She had all her little friends. So there's three friends plus Stella plus Beckett, Siobhan and myself. And we got popcorn and soda and some candy, just some popcorn, some soda and some candy. And it was 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, what? <laughs> it ain't cheap anymore. Holy That's cow. That's for sure. It is insane. Back to my regular, my beginning little thingy, Saturday and Sunday mornings at the Landmark, <laughs> eight bucks, buddy. <laughs> well, it didn't cost me, that, that That 60 bucks was just the food. I used yeah. scene points for the, for the movies, for so the it didn't movies. cost me anything yeah. for the movies themselves. Yeah, it's not, it's not cheap It was 60 anymore. bucks in popcorn and pop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, family, family days out have really increased in price yes yeah oh yeah so and that's like even i was in a ball game for again stella's birthday thing yeah took her to a ball game and uh it was 14 dollars for a beer oh yeah i'm yeah, only yeah. having one of those i went to uh, watch tfc a couple years back with a buddy he got free tickets yeah he says i'll pay for part no you pay for parking i'll pay for the beer and I'm like, okay, that's okay. a deal. <laughs> Cost me 10 bucks for parking. And yeah, he was buying a couple of beers and it's like, oh, I think I screwed myself on this one. I $30 said, around. Yes, you did. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Man. That's re- I, I don't need beers at that price. Yeah. You know, so. But I got to meet up with Alan Drummond at the game. Kingdom so yeah. Outdoor Products. Yeah, yeah. Alan was, uh, was there. Yeah, we saw. It was like. <laughs> he made a couple comments. Yeah. You know. He but, was he was hammering me. I was hammering him. And then it's like, hey, it's, it, my seats were way too hot. I was in the direct sun. Right. So I just moved up to the 500s up in the nosebleeds and sat with Helen. And uh, we watched the game from there, which was awesome. Yeah. Jays aren't doing too good. So there's not a lot of fans. No, it was, there was quite a few people there. It was 60% full. But it was yeah. a weekend game too. Yeah. Yeah. People would rather but it's be still nice them. to watch the game, even if, you know, you know what? Like, I don't they care won, how. So. Yeah, you're seeing a national league game, right? Yeah, like it's nice. It's nice to to see a, yeah. a major, sorry, major league game. Yeah, uh, it's it's nice to go watch that sort of thing. It's just the atmosphere. Too, oh yeah, you know? like, absolutely. You know, seeing somebody get clocked in the head with a yeah. ball and <laughs> I want to. I've been to a few games in the states, but it's been like 20 years. I'd like to go to another one. Like, I've that's got to be the atmosphere is different. Like. Uh, you go to a Canadian game and you can hear the chatter on the field and stuff like that. And I remember a couple of times hearing some Americans comments like, wow, it's uh, it's really quiet at these games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we don't, we're not a bunch of yelping hooligans, right? <laughs> yelping hooligans. Yeah, we're not hooligans. You're thinking footy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so uh, that was our, our weekend doing a couple of movies and stuff like that and stuff around the house and was trying to get out for a paddle and do a couple things, but uh, didn't manage to. So I got to get my kayak out of your garage. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. <laughs> because I've got to move that every time I want to get at one of my canoes. Yeah, it's like oh, it's well, one of these times I, I get tie downs, but I guess I could take it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it on a weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like maybe this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you got to get you got to get out in that thing, man. Yes, get yeah. doing some paddling because it was. Uh, so, uh, at the ball game, which was whatever date it was, was the, uh, one year anniversary of when we went with Alan up to, to Tobomori. Tobomori. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you do the Facebook thing and it shows you all the, yeah. the memories. So I right? showed, I said, look, Alan, a year ago today, we were together in Tobomori. <laughs> and now you're together at the ball game. Yes. And so, it was a, so that means know? it was a year since I've been sitting in that kayak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that has been a, well, not quite a year because I was out in it a few more times after that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that big hole in the bottom. Yes. <laughs> you bought it, yours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get it out of there eventually. Yeah. But uh, I got to get back. I haven't been in my uh, kayak yet this year. I've just been canoeing constantly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I've done a lot of canoeing. Yeah. But it's just, it's, uh, I got to get out and, it's, it's, I don't know anybody with kayaks except you, so I'd be, I'd be doing it solo in, in Bowville and checking things out so well you just wait till the end of the show in one of our segments I'll, I'll be addressing that very issue sweet very issue <laughs> um thinking of berry issues bear and subarus very <laughs> 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 issues it, that's Baron unusual right? yeah <laughs> so <laughs> july 4th weekend in the united states colorado fireworks party time festivities a bear decides he's going to 
wander around because he's smelling stuff in cars and go, oh, this is pretty good. Pops open the door of a car, moseys on in. <laughs> Somewhere around where he's rooting around, he hits the uh, shifter. Yeah. Throws it into neutral. <laughs> Apparently, they're saying he did it with his butt. Yeah. So his butt hit whatever. I think yeah. he's trying to steal the car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he climbs in and hits the shifter and it starts rolling down a hill. <laughs> Slams into the tree. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, door pops back because he couldn't get out, right? Yeah. So that's why he figured, they figured he couldn't, because the door closed and he couldn't get back out. So he was panicking and that's when he hit it. That's what they're assuming. Because, you know, like the bear yeah. didn't hang around a town. Yeah. So did the bear poop in the car? It's like, rah, rah. I would have, <laughs> yeah. A uh, hundred, hundred feet later, the car struck a tree, stopped the car, popping the door open, and the bear ran out and took off into the woods. <laughs> Joyride. How do you call up your insurance you explain agents? Explain that to you. And go, company. hey, how you doing, Fred from Allstart or Allstate <laughs> or whoever it is. Yeah, Allstate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you started the claim yet? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> festivities yeah somebody was drunk yeah i'm 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 hesitant on this one but apparently they, he the bear ripped up ripped up the inside of the oh car. yeah but a couple of drunk guys with knives and hammers and whatever you know we won't, we won't get caught for drunk driving we'll just rip it up and say it was a bear those and bears some, they get themselves into trouble all the time yeah it was yogi and boo-boo <laughs> so I was, uh, I was uh, a bit humor, well, humorous for us, not for the guy that owned the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, see the video of the bear, uh, somebody posted it and the comment was, uh, here's a great way to reduce your base pack weight. And it shows the guy, he's standing by his tent, camera pointing off into the woods and it shows a grizzly bear grab his backpack and run off into the woods. <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> that bear was just trolloping. It's like he just uh, mouth onto the backpack and, and bolted into the woods with a backpack. There was a comment on one of the Facebook things I follow this week. Somebody told somebody there were black and grizzly bears in Algonquin Park. Okay, no, uh, yeah, we looked at that up north. There's been a few anecdotal uh, and evidence and some research saying that way up north, crossing from Winnipeg well, into Yeah, we Ontario. talked about that on one of our episodes. Exactly. But, but uh, not, not this, this far, far south. south. No, and there's no, no evidence to back that up. No, so somebody's ma- pulling his... Maybe that, that black bear that they saw had, you know, got some uh, frosted tips or something, went out to the <laughs> spa weekend and, and got, you know, or, got his you know, tips little, frosted, little, little brown. sun bleached or yeah. something, or maybe the bear was rolling in mud and it was dirty and dusty and it looked like, oh, look, a grizzly, a grizzly bear or something. Yeah. No, there's, there's, yeah. there's no evidence, even anecdotal, that there's grizzly bears this far south. No, no. Yeah. So head out on your canoe trips. Don't worry about grizzly bears. Yeah. Just worry about black That's bears. That's the black bears you should be worried about anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing your picnic baskets. Okay. There are, let's talk about, we'll get on and talk about some water stuff here. Mm-hmm. Bikes with pontoons. Yes. You brought this article yeah. to my attention, which, you know, I'm thinking, well, it doesn't have to do anything with paddling, but it is, it, it's kind of cool and it brings up a lot of questions on people doing big expedition type trips. Weird expedition Weird type trips. expedition type trips. Yeah. My thing I get from this, I don't know if I should say beforehand or after we talk about the story. Um, it's just some of the things that happen on their trip. Yeah. I wonder how many people when they're planning their big expeditions really stop to think of the, of what could happen in these strange countries because you're just a visitor. So. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you talk about uh, well, about I, this. I came across this story. It was it was uh, I don't know where it was, uh, Adventure Journal or something. Anyways, uh, so these two half brothers, they uh, uh, they're both born in Poland. One guy emigrated to uh, 
to the U.S. and the other stayed in Poland. And they they were trying to get back together and they were saying, oh, let's do this some big trip or something. And they originally had planned on doing some giant kayak trip. They wanted to kayak down the Amazon River and cross over into the Atlantic and take like six months to a year to do it. And it was like a... Yeah, you know, I, I don't know who has this kind of time off, but uh, I guess they're unemployed. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> but anyways, they uh, so they once they realized, you know, okay, so these guys are hey, let's let's you know reconnect. We've been I haven't seen you in like thirty years or twenty years or whatever, right? So it turned out that the uh, <laughs> ship buying, shipping, and transporting and getting a kayak over into uh, the Amazon and Brazil, it's like just way too expensive. So they uh, they decided that they're going to uh, find an alternate means of water travel. And it's, I don't know how you come up with these things. It's just, it's when you hear it, it's like, ah, it's crazy. And then you see how it played out and that they're kind of genius in how they've built and created this propulsion system with the bicycle on a pontoon, inflatable pontoon thing. And so it's kind of neat, kind of interesting, but it's, uh, so they just kind of hack stuff together. So they're, they're good mechanically, Yeah. but it was, uh, it's a pedal bike with a geared system with propeller and, uh, it's mounted onto inflatable pontoons and this goes about six kilometers an hour. Yeah. It's got a, so picture two 10 foot pontoons. Yeah. A piece of plywood between them, yeah, and then a bike on that, on that, yeah, with some sort of contraption that goes underneath, exactly into the to the to the water, yeah, and then they sit on the bike and pedal, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, weird. It's, it's interesting. It is. <laughs> I would have had more of a sit down sort of thing, a little recumbent. Yeah, like yeah. a recliner or something. Yeah. Maybe like a yeah, like a lazy boy recliner <laughs> with the pedals up <laughs> yes, front or exactly. something. <laughs> but what's interesting is, uh, it, and it's I guess it's sort of you kind of uh, a little bit relates to paddling adventures, but uh, but it, it's they're on the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's something new. System. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely new. It's definitely uh, interesting. Um, so these two brothers, they uh, to get up top to the Amazon, to the, the headwaters of where they wanted to start. They, uh, they had their inflatable pontoons packed in packs and, and they cycled like, uh, the, uh, these giant Andes mountain peaks and right uh, to get up to the Amazon headwaters. And so we're talking like dozens of passes at 4,000 meters or 13,000 feet. And, um, you know, there, there, there's, you know, they did a ceremonial dip at 16,800 feet at, uh, Lake Tisilla, Cocha, Lake Tisilla, Cocha, whatever. Anyways. Uh, so it's the Amazon's highest, most distant and highest source of water. So, so they rode through these really high mountain passes to get to the top of the Amazon and, uh, and then into the Andes. And so it's, it's such an interesting, I don't know how you come up with a plan like this. This is 1200 miles. They had a paddle, a pedal. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Before. And that, that, yeah. And that's before they even started the water. water. Uh, but by doing this and they, they followed the Apuramec river, uh, so they skipped the, the tributaries, 500 meter miles of class um, five, water. class five water, yeah, white which water. You're not sense. doing that. You want to get into the yeah. slow moving wide river. Yeah. I mean, the Amazon's got some pretty fast water anyway. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be doing rapids in, on those contraptions <laughs> no, they have. No. <laughs> right. And they even, they even said in the article that uh, you, you showed me that, um, yeah, they can get six kilometers an hour, but if something drastic happens, they're, they don't have the power. They to, don't have the power. Yeah. They might as well just hang on yeah. and yeah, exactly. You know, as they say, put your head between your legs and kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but what's uh, one thing? And like you were saying, you know, what kind of stuff you come across, and what, how do you plan for something like this, and you know, experience. So they had a they had a guy who had done a similar trip. So he was became one of their fans, and he helped them out quite a bit, and. Uh, so he was advising them remotely uh, through communication, whatever. But what's interesting is that how do you plan for the negative aspects of, you know, you, you can expect, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm camping in Algonquin or camping in, the, in Colorado, I'm going to come across a bear. But how do you plan on coming across humans who have 
Ill robbers and pirates. Robbers and, and pirates. And that's what I was getting at beforehand. How do you it's plan like, for that? Y- you can't. How do you know? You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there is one area where they went through. It's uh, it's called the red zone. It's a region. It has a like it has a bad reputation where every anybody that goes through there is pretty good chance you're going to get robbed, right? Yeah. Um, what were they saying about they they kill people and sell their organs? Yeah. To harvest their organs. Well, uh, what they they believe the people in this region they believe that visitors, travelers to that area are going to harvest the indigenous people's yeah. organs for sale. So they're, they fear That's right. strangers That's that show up in the area. So, you know, here we are here in Southern Ontario and it's like, a, and you know, we're taught from a young age, oh, watch out for those Quebecers. They're here to harvest your organs and sell them. So suddenly we're all afraid of all the uh, of all the Quebecers, right? Right. So that's what it's like in the in the Andes, steep in these uh, up these steep slopes, and in the region they call it the red zone. I guess it's because you're going to get mugged. Anyway, so they're they're afraid of travelers, and so these guys will mug you, but they're also afraid of you <laughs> because they think that you're going to pluck out their children's eyes and sell them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they got robbed. They say they got robbed the first time and the, ba- the bandits were a study in ineptitude, <laughs> roared up on motorbikes, which toppled over and lay idling on the gravel throughout the holdup. Uh, when one of them stepped, one of the guys stepped up to, to help them pick up their bikes, one of the kids, and he says he was no more than 16, yeah. pulled out a shotgun. Yeah. And aimed it at them. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what this is. <laughs> he says, I wasn't really scared until they looked through my first aid kit, found surgical scissors, and started shouting, you came here to cut out the eyes of children. <laughs> wow. You're going to s- s- steal and sell organs. <laughs> yeah, that's something when you're that afraid of stuff like that. Right? I know, I know, that's crazy. <laughs> so they stole some of their money and stuff like that. And Well, initially they, they took all of their money. Yep. And it's funny, it's like, oh. Well, are they bad bandits or are they good bandits? Mm-hmm. Because the uh, the guy, so these guys, uh, they, they said they had uh, a wad of money. And so they're doing all this traveling. So they, as they go, they have to buy their food and buy supplies and buy whatever. So they had a lot of cash on them. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of cash souls are, but they had about 500 soul or $150. And uh, so the, the, the bandits took the wad of money and they says, guys, guys. We have a long way to go. We're traveling 200 kilometers through jungle. If you take our all of our money, we will starve. So the bandits gave 200 of the 500 souls back. And so that the bandits says, oh, well, I can't let you starve. <laughs> it's like. A, <laughs> so that'd be about a hundred, what? Uh, so they gave yeah, 50 bucks back or something like that, 60, something like bucks, 60 bucks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> And so after that, because the bandits were feared them suddenly when they saw that they had surgical instruments. So they had the surgical instruments in their first aid kit. It's like, oh, you know, if we get in an incident, we need to, you know, stitch ourselves up or cut something or do whatever. They had some really good high-end surgical instruments. Mm-hmm. And so they said, oh, well, now that our medical stuff is a hazard to us, they threw them away. Yeah. So they got rid of their scalpels and scissors because uh, the locals would fear them if they had surgical tools. Yeah. Like, so this <laughs> was before they actually made it onto the they water. Haven't been on the water yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm turning around and going, hey, <laughs> half of this. What I'm was done. I thinking? Yeah, off I go. All right, let's head to the airport. Somebody was pointing a shotgun at me. Yeah. <laughs> So a few days later, they arrived at uh, Atalaya and on the banks of uh, the river where they were going to be starting there. Yes. And they spent a few days building their contraptions, the pontoons. Putting stuff together, fine-tuning, getting supplies, getting getting the plywood sheets and and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And then they had to wait for their guide. Yes. And they'd considered going on without him because they were waiting, waiting, and waiting. Yeah. But then they were told... That the last Polish people that had done that <laughs> were killed and chopped to pieces. Yes. So. Was like, oh, you know what? Let's wait for a guide. <laughs> yeah. That might be a good plan. <laughs> but like I say, those are the things that if you're planning a, a long kayak or canoe trip or something like that, how do you, you, you can't plan for that sort of thing. Well, if I ever go you to Amazon, be, now I will. Yeah, well, yeah, now I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. But, but in a typical Canadian trip, I'm going to go to Tamagami. Oh, I wonder what the locals are going to rob me and uh, yeah. cut my legs off. Cut my legs off, sell my toes <laughs> for science. Yeah. 
So there was a, yeah, so they got on the water eventually and uh, were boogieing along. They did find a whirlpool popped up and that's when they really found out how so they got to really test their equipment and yeah. and it's like suddenly they, so the whirlpool popped up and he realized as he's getting sucked into the center of this thing that dipped down like steeply towards yeah. the center of the whirlpool. It's like, I, I can't get to escape this. And the whirlpool just stopped. And then let him go. Yeah. And let it go. So he suddenly realized, okay, I, I, we can't risk this kind of hazard because there's just yeah. not enough power. I can go six kilometers an hour, but I have no power to, to power out of a hazard. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then a, a few weeks later, they're saying there's all these rows of symmetrical waves just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, almost tipping them. Yeah. And it wasn't until they found out later that evening, there was a, well, an Seven, aftershock. Yeah. Hit the village to where they were staying and they discovered the waves had been caused by a 7.6 uh, on the Richter scale earthquake. earthquake. That's huge. Yeah. And so all they saw was ripples on the water, which was, hey, what's with the ripples? So it's kind of, I never really thought about it. It's but like, they're coming all from this yeah. diff, all different directions, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Right? It's this thatchwork pattern of, mm-hmm. of waves. <laughs> Odd. 7.6, that's a huge earthquake. And all they saw was a little bit of waves. Yeah. So it's a good thing they weren't on land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I know they say like most days it was like pretty uneventful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pedaling 15 minute shifts with five minutes of rest between. Pedaling for 15 minutes and then taking a five minute rest like all day. Yeah. That's a lot. I, I couldn't do, I would just be pedaling nonstop. Yeah. Just go at an easier rate and yeah. just keep pedaling. But you wonder they're, if they're going with the current though. How much of that current is moving them to? Exactly. Right? They, they so, probably wouldn't get anywhere as going upstream, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. With those contraptions, I don't think yeah. so. Uh, they cooked and napped on the plywood platforms, which is, you know, I think part of the reason why they did that. So they didn't need to get off the water. Yeah. They, right? Yeah. They didn't have to get off the water. Occasionally, if they found a little town or, or you know, a bunch of dwellings, then they would go in if it was safe. And But otherwise, they just stayed on the water. Yeah, go to go into yeah. uh, towns to resupply yeah. and that sort of stuff. And you think right? to yourself, well, we don't want to go ashore. It's dangerous. There's animals yep. and whatever. But then you think, well, you know, <laughs> you stay on the water. It's dangerous too. Well, yeah. <laughs> because of pirates. <laughs> but they didn't say anything about animals, did they? They never mentioned animals. Yeah. So, no. but they, I think they only came ashore when they were in villages. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the, 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 I'm trying, I was trying to read between the lines when I read the article. But and you got to think though, even cruising down, there's going to be like, alligators and you stuff. You would think, right? yeah, they never mentioned never, it. Never mentioned anything. Yeah. Uh, Tabatinga, on the border of Peru, Colombia, and Brazil, around Christmas, a local family took them in for the holidays. Yeah, Which is awesome. really cool. Yeah. And that's the one thing they did say is that there, there was, the, with the people. Yeah. Were really, really nice. Yeah. And so that also goes to show how nice they were. Yeah. Right? Because they, they drew people that were nice to them and people were helping them out. So people aren't going to do that if you're sketchy. Yeah. Right. So yeah. these guys must've been trustworthy. They said they, their biggest weapon that they had to protect themselves was their smile. Yeah. They just smile smiled and, and, and joked their, with everybody. And their talk. Yeah. And their yeah. friendly banter and stuff yeah. like that. And that happened now when you get back into the more pirates, cause that, they weren't done with the pirates and all that. No. <laughs> uh, on an isolated stretch of the river, a boat full of men circled them four times, then left. On another occasion, a pair of strung out bandits accosted them and decided they had nothing worth stealing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, we got robbed by bandits. They came up, they wanted everything they had. We didn't have anything, so they gave us 20 bucks and left. <laughs> uh, the brother's strategy in these encounters was the same as it was with everyone they met. Big smiles and friendly banter. And when five men roared up in a motorboat uh, with guns, uh, the, the one brother started a conversation. He says, I'm standing there with my arms over my head, rocking, afraid I'm going to fall. This guy's aiming at me with a gun big enough to kill an elephant. I told them we are, we're Poles, good people. We like Brazilians very much and want to experience an adventure here. Finally, as one of the men examined the pontoons looking for drugs to steal, uh, the brothers asked if they had any beer. The pirates burst out laughing and left without taking anything. <laughs> See, hey, guys, got any beer? Got any beer? Yeah, you can steal whatever we got, but hey, you got some beer. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, the amount of times that they were approached uh, yeah, by, exactly. yeah. by bandits yeah. and Look, pirates, two whatever people you want to call them. Let's right? go, yeah. 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 Uh, well, easy pickings, right? Oh, two absolutely. 
But we talked about another one. Was it down through the Amazon or was it in Africa? And there was five or six people and the boats were coming up with, with all the soldiers and stuff. No, that was, that there was, was South that, America. It, but there was also, I think it was farther up. South Remember America. the woman that was doing this? So and, yeah, there, we were, we were talking a while ago. It was about two different trips. One woman who got mugged and got killed yeah. and another one who just got robbed often and, and she made it down the Amazon. I can't remember all the details of that one, but yeah, it's like, it, it, I don't know why people would go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was that one group that got held up and thought they were, cause there's that ceasefire, but tentative ceasefire between the rebels and the. Oh, the Columbia. Government. Was that Columbia? Yeah. And it was like, at that one point they just said, you know what? Had enough of this. Yeah. And they called in and were, and were pulled out. Yeah. It's like at that point, when you start hearing about all these trips and you hear about all this sort of stuff happening, there comes a point where, you know what? Yeah. Sound, I'd love yeah. to go there, but. How could you be so cavalier? It's like, ah, you know what? Uh, I'm probably going to get robbed and murdered, but uh, let's do that Meh. trip. Yeah. Well, I ain't got nothing else yeah, doing. It could be fun. I'm good till till Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's head on down for a little paddle. A little paddle and mayhem and murder. Incredible, eh? Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know what? Yeah. I mean, you, you can go there for the, and maybe hope for the best, yeah. but. You know, like apparently these guys did, but uh, yeah. yeah, you just start seeing stuff like that. And it's like. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, it'd be awesome, awesome, awesome to throw a canoe in that water or a kayak and, and, and paddle that distance. Mm-hmm. But not when you got to be dealing with every, you wouldn't, you, how could you enjoy yourself? You're constantly worried about. Constantly, uh, every Every day. time you see somebody in a boat, you yeah. think to yourself. This could be it. Am I getting murdered here? Yeah. Am I getting mugged here? Yeah. Or are they just a fisherman passing by? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. I, I. To me, uh, the enjoyment and, of doing some huge expedition like mm-hmm. that would be sucked out every yeah. time yeah. I had to think about something like yeah. that, where I would not be enjoying myself and I'd be thinking, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'd constantly be thinking I am done. Us Canadians are so soft, eh? We just well, don't see enough crime. Well, that's gotta be it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to see yeah. more crime. We didn't harden ourselves up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go canoeing in Detroit. Yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> Uh, so for months, these brothers, they just pedaled downstream. Like I say, they, they were saying in their article, yeah. you know, a lot of it was just regular day-to-day stuff. But, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, and they said, it's hard to get lost on a river, but when they reached Amazon's vast Delta navigation, oh, yeah. suddenly became a problem. I didn't know this really, this part. The Delta is 200 miles wide, mm-hmm. scores of channels and an island the size of Switzerland in the middle of it. Yeah. Wow. So, so there's, there's so many opportunities to get turned around and lost in this huge Delta. You know, you might uh, be thinking you're going through a channel. It's just an inlet. Mm-hmm. And so you, you'd have to have to really be watching your navigation. Yeah. Right. So this guy they had back at home that was basically following them, Yeah. And, you know, he could see charts and stuff like that. Told him, you know what? Disassemble your catamarans. Get rid of the plywood, pack up your pontoons and hop on your two wheel bikes again. Yeah, and just start paddling. And off you go. He says, there was, there was, uh, his maps and satellite photos showed there was tracks and roads and but stuff. But there so, wasn't. Yeah. So they, they, they had to hack their yeah. way through jungle. <laughs> and eventually they followed a line of telephone poles to Belem, a city of 2 million on the Rio Para, uh, well upstream of the Atlantic. And then they had to pe- uh, pedal the last 120 miles on, on dirt roads cut through the jungle. And they made the Atlantic on March 6th, 2016. Six, Six months, months and roughly 5,000 miles after setting out from Peru's Pacific coast. Incredible, eh? That was something. So reflecting on the journey, one of the brothers says they never would have started if they knew the dangers and hardships ahead nor could either brother have finished the trip without the other. So one of them just, just looking for an adventure. Mm-hmm. The older brother was just looking for an adve- a grand adventure. Yeah. Uh, and to connect with his younger brother. Yes. Because the, the older one was 44, the younger was 35. The 35-year-old brother, uh, he got caught up in, in heroin addiction and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, eventually kicked that, 
wife, couple of kids, the whole meal he deal. Fixed, turned himself around. Turned himself right yeah. around. And, and this is why he wanted to do it sort yeah. of thing. But. And he was the strong one. He's He's yeah. been through a lot and his upbringing and his hardships, he, he was... He was the one that kept things going. He always had humor and uh, positivity. And so he helped the uh, younger brother or the older brother cope and get through it because the older brother kept wanting to quit. Yeah. So they, they helped each other out and they both, you know, lifted each other up to where they were able to finish this trip. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's uh, it's a quite a tough water journey. 5,000 miles. It's incredible. And like I say, it, it, it'd be really cool to do that Yeah, if you knew you weren't going to get mugged, beaten, <laughs> robbed, killed, yeah, maimed, exactly. all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. How was your trip? Oh, it was great up until the point I was killed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool adventure, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. Different water trip or different water travel. Like it kind of, it, it kind of sort of reminds me of the ideas that we keep coming up with of doing the, uh, the pack raft biking trip. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's slightly different than what our idea was and what we've, you know, the journeys that we talked about and we saw some at the film fest, some of these guys doing these trips down the BC coast and yep. down river trip travel. And so it was just slightly different, but it's still that, that, that water travel that, you know, making a journey, a water journey. It's, uh. So it's, it was interesting to discover this and read about this. And that distance. Yeah. It's an incredible distance. Yeah. I can't imagine. But who, t- who can take six months off? I know. <laughs> the next time I get like laid off, which hasn't happened in like 18 years. Yeah. Um, next time I get laid off and I get that golden handshake where I don't need to work for a year. There you go. I've got a plan. I got a binder sitting over here with different trips. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, where are we going today? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, not the Amazon one. Yeah, yeah, we're not. <laughs> oh, robbers, muggers. Oh, this one looks good. <laughs> no bears. Yeah, no, 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 no bears. <laughs> Big snakes. <laughs> Tarantulas the size of your arm. Ah, we're going to Disney World. <laughs> we're going to take the kayak yeah. and we're hitting the log flume at Disney World. <laughs> uh yeah that was that was a good story man that was, that was pretty cool yeah it was fun read something not as fun oh yeah dum 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 the lone star tick has been reported in two provinces in canada yes now i'll, I'll start this with uh so we've been monitoring and we've been chatting we try not to do too much but we talk about ticks and you know the, the proclivity in, of, of ticks to be you know more and more findings in canada and stuff like that so like in the last couple of years i have had a google search and so you know six times throughout the whole year there would be an article in ticks right most of them are from the states but i don't know if it's because of you know the climate change and there's more and more surviving each year but the media has really latched onto it and it's come to the point now where I don't even read the articles anymore. There's just too many stories about ticks. Yeah. It's like like five or six times a week. Well, I know there's a lot of stuff being said about Lyme disease now. Yes. It's being taken more seriously yes. now. Yeah. And you know, there, there's like, oh yeah, well, if you go to the, ho- if you find a tick, go to the hospital and they'll identify it. Save and the they'll, tick. Yeah. Save yeah. the tick so they can, they can send it away and they'll give you the antibiotics. They're starting to, there's been so much lobbying and everything over the last few yeah. years that they, they have no choice but to start taking it Seriously. more serious. Yeah. Right. And that, that's exactly what's happening. And there's a lot, I mean, on social media itself, like I say, I'm on a lot of outdoor groups on Facebook and stuff like that and um, Twitter and everything like that. And and it's just absolutely, you get hammered. Oh yeah, look, I found one of these when I was camping yeah, and my, yeah. my kid got one or my dog's got two of them or, you know, oh, when you go, when you're coming back, make sure you do the chick te- the tick check. Yeah. And, you know, even look between the dog's pads on their feet and mm-hmm. look behind their ears and in their ears and... You know, make sure you, your kid has long hair. Make sure you go through and look at their hair and yeah, their yeah. armpits and, and, and uh, you know, the back of their legs. It could be, and, and uh, yeah. you hear stories about, you know, oh, I, I checked the kid for ticks. I didn't find any, but then the next day I was cleaning his ears and there's a tick inside his ears. Like, yeah. oh, I even saw one with like, it looked like there was a small piece of dirt beside the kid's eye. Yeah. And apparently it was, even, even the picture I saw, I'm thinking, that's dirt. Yeah. No, it was a tick. Yeah. Nah, nah that's dirt. 
<laughs> but apparently, and it was teeny tiny. Yeah, just the so like. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there just seems to be so much more of it this year. It's there, was, there was a lot last year, but this year all of a sudden it's just like boom. Yeah, just everywhere. There's so many media articles yeah. and stories and anecdotes. There's just so much of it, and I think and you you hear about all the numbers are increasing for for tick bites and tick sightings and and one thing that. I think is, uh, I don't think there's that many more bites and ticks. I think it's just, it's being reported more. Yeah. Before it was like isolated. You thought, oh, isolated incident. No, there's, there's obviously an uptick in ticks, so to speak. Oh, funny guy. (laughs) But yeah, so there's, there's more, but I think it's also more reporting. That's, that's my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's still a, yeah, I mean, just with the, with the social media and the fact that it's more in your yeah. face now, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, you're, you're hearing about it more. And the more articles and more news stories you hear about it, the more people are putting oxygen to the fire and yeah. rattling people up and people are freaking out, right? Well, I mean, I've been out, outside, I've been in the woods, the bush, on portages and everything quite a bit this, this summer and um, nothing. I haven't had, I've never been bit by a tick. I've only, I was bitten by one 15 when I was like 15 or something yeah. like that. So yeah. And so that many, that many years ago, <laughs> yeah. 35 years ago, yeah. 30, 34, 35 years ago, um, there was one in the back of my leg. Oh, okay. And I was the only person I knew that ever had one. Oh yeah, at the time, yeah. Huh. Um, I, everybody, oh no, yeah, we know there's ticks, but I don't know anybody that's ever had one. Yeah, yeah. hello, <laughs> me. <laughs> and um, at the time, we were just like, oh yeah, you just pull it out. Apparently, no. Well, <laughs> then somebody said, no, 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 no. You take your thing of rubbing alcohol and put it over oh, top of them because they breathe out of their butts. Yeah. And so it can't breathe. It's going to back out till it can breathe. And then it's like, no, yeah, no, that's wrong. We too. drown them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we drown them. So then my mom got tweezers and got as close to the head head as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. popped it out, and we're just like, well, I think that's the head. I don't know. Well, if you die, you die. Whatever. We got three extra kids. <laughs> <laughs> we have backups. We, we got three backups. You dead? Whatever. <laughs> we'll just plop you out back. Crows can have you. Uh, so yeah, and up until. Maybe a decade ago, not yeah. even. I never heard about anybody else being bit. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. And then all of a sudden, like I say, last year there was ooh, a bunch of people got bit. Now this year it's just like everybody. So I figured going on these onto the portages and stuff, I'm going to come back and like I might as well get naked out my driveway so I don't <laughs> and burn my clothes right there, yeah. and then hose myself down and yeah. hope anything washes <laughs> off, you know. And um, but yeah, you know what nothing mm-hmm. so i mean as long as you're doing your check yeah and be ready for it you know don't freak out and that's i think the i mean yeah there there's the the disease part of it yes. but as i've said it before i think it's the ick factor that's why i that hear that from a few people biting into yeah. you burrowing into you right it's mm-hmm. just like a leech exactly i've pulled yeah. leeches right off they don't hurt you just pull them off well but- you know what's funny it's it, leeches are still a valid depending on the case a valid uh, medical uh Tool. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Leeches and maggots. Yes. You know that they, yeah. they they still use those in some to countries. To this day. Yeah. As as for healing yeah. and getting dead dead maggots uh, are really good for that clearing yeah. out dead skin like yeah. gangrene and whatever for healing and yeah and I'm not sure what the purpose of a leech would be. I think it's because anticoagulant, right? Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I pulled them off my foot and it bled for mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and um, yeah, it's, it's the ick factor. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I mean, yeah, there is the disease part, which is what I want to talk about here. The Lone Star Tick. Oh. Apparently there's been two. Yes. Um, so the, the this tick ha- can cause an allergic reaction to red meat, right? This is, is it one. red meat or any protein, strong protein meat? They say red meat. Yeah, red meat. Yeah, red meat. So two weeks ago, one was found on a cat in London. Do yeah. cats eat red meat? <laughs> Not now. Apparently this one's <laughs> SOL. Uh, and while it's suspect, suspected the tick is present in other parts of the 
province, including Woodstock and Lindsay. So Lindsay's just northeast of us. Yeah, an hour just Woodstock's over Woodstock's like an hour the other way, yeah. west of us. Uh, nothing's been confirmed. They figure they got to be there, but yeah. nothing's been confirmed. Now, a second one has been discovered in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yes. I mean, that's a few. Provinces or, over. Well, a province over, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so uh, an associate, Katerin, Katerin Rashawn, associate professor of entomology at the University of Manitoba, told CTV that not all lone star ticks are infected with the bacteria that causes the infection that can trigger meat allergy. So I think this is part of the problem as well is people hammer, oh, ticks, Lyme disease, ticks, Lyme disease. So the minute somebody gets bit by a tick, they automatically yeah. think they're getting Lyme disease. Yeah. But they don't all carry the, the bacteria that causes it. Mm -hmm. And this is what she says about this. While the tick was spotted in Manitoba, uh, no evidence that ticks are established in the province and it was likely carried into the area on a migratory bird. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. So it's just a couple dozen get dropped off by birds and it's not that widespread and we don't know that, and there's no evidence that anybody in Canada so far has gotten this, uh, you know, the whatever meat allergy thing. Yeah. So the bites, uh, from the infected Lone Star tick can develop into alpha gal syndrome. When they bite the trick, tick transmits a sugar molecule called alpha gal. In some, this can trigger the immune system to react and produce allergic reactions to red meat. There's no treatment for the allergy other than avoiding red meat, but for many people, the condition goes away over time. So it just goes away. So it's- So you spend a summer not being able to do barbecues. Right. And then you- Well, you can do them. I'm you just veggie. can't eat them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian this summer. So the tick, if you get bitten by a Lone Star tick, it may not even be infected. Exactly. And if it's infected- You still may not develop symptoms- yeah, it can transmit this sugar molecule. Yeah. And, but it doesn't necessarily mean it will trigger your immune system. Exactly. So they could all be, they could, they could be up here. Yeah. And, and biting people all willy yeah. nilly like. And it's like Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever or yep. this Alpha Gal Syndrome. It's, uh, you know, it's maybe it's, I don't know what the ratio is, but it's, it's, it's a slim to nil chance you'll actually develop the syndrome. Yeah. But it's a possibility. It is. Right? Just something it's to like keep in the back of your mind. hit by lightning, right? Yeah. It could happen. Chances of you getting hit by lightning are slim, although I've almost been hit three times. <laughs> yeah. Call me Rod. <laughs> lightning Rod. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the possibility is still there. You do, make sure you do your, your checks and for ticks. Exactly. And, yes. Yeah. And be done with it. So anyway, that's our icky bit for the day. <laughs> uh, just want to finish off today's show. Um, yeah, we didn't even take any breaks. No, I haven't. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Check them out in Huntsville, <laughs> Huntsville, Ontario. If you are, if you do go to Algonquin Outfitters up in Huntsville, yeah. ask to see Randy Mitson. Tell him Sean and Derek from Paddling Adventures Radio go. sent you. Yeah. Talk to Randy directly. Say, yeah. Sean and Derek said to speak to you and nobody else. Or Lynn, his wife, Lynn, yeah. works there too. <laughs> Ask for Lynn or Randy. Demand to speak to him. <laughs> He's going to hate that. <laughs> Why did he say? I don't know. They just said, talk to Randy. Um, oh, uh, Mike. Um, Which Mike? Had his surgery. Huh? Mike who? Our cancer friend. Oh, yes. Had his surgery. Yeah. And it looks like things are going swimmingly for him, knock on wood. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So he, yeah, he sent me a, a message there and said, had his surgery. Things seem to be going, yeah. going well. He's doing the, the uh, rehab stuff now mm -hmm. and hopefully things will yeah. improve. And uh, he's just got to get into new routines with eating and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We read the his, water. his, uh, the letter. The letter from his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. uh, so we talked about him previously. Yeah. So he, yeah, he sent me a, an email. Was that today or yesterday? Today. Mm -hmm. And we saw us chit chatting with him, uh, earlier today. And, uh, yeah. So hopefully all continues well. And he says he will be seeing us at the winter camping symposium. Awesome. Hey, do we have tickets yet? I don't know. Did you buy them I didn't yet? buy tickets. Well, you, you usually buy tickets. I know. We should, I'll, I'll have to you remember to do that. Buy tickets. <laughs> well, if I miss this out because you didn't buy me a ticket, <laughs> I mean, thoroughly... 
And talking about the winter camping symposium, which is coming up in November. Is November, right? Yeah. yeah, November. John's speaking at it again. John Van Berger is coming up and he's Our speaking about his uh, his winter oh shit kit. Yes. Right? Yeah. So definitely go. We got to go. We got to go support him. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, do, 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 do. social media stuff. Mm-hmm. I just want to briefly describe some of this stuff. I like Facebook for the groups. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's, there's the stupid stuff I talk about. Yeah. Jokes and, yeah. you know. Memes and. Memes, all that. Yeah. Phony baloney. Sharing stuff. Yeah. Give me the giggles sort of thing. Uh, but the groups, I want to talk about a couple of the groups I, I, I look at on a, on a constant, pretty constant basis. Well, you can't help it. If you're on Facebook, it's, the, the, you, you come across them, your, your notifications yeah. and stuff like that. So the first one is the Durham Region Kayakers Club. Yes. Okay. Uh, it is a closed group. And some of these are closed groups, but all you got to do is hit the, click the, the join button. Yeah. And they're like, hey, answer these three questions. Yeah, I kayak. Yeah, I like the water. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm human. It's just to keep the whack jobs out. Yeah. It's, it's like box. that little box. Yes, I'm not a robot. <laughs> exactly. Ca- capture Precisely. box. Precisely. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, it's a lot of chats and photos about the areas to kayak, not only in the Durham region, but the the GTA, the general Toronto area. And is that what the G stands for? General? Greater. Greater. Greater Toronto area. Uh, it talks about Duffins Creek, Lake, Lake Ontario, the Rouge River, Harbor Front, that sort of thing. Uh, the latest things on there, there's been the Autonomy River up by Peterborough, Nogis Creek up by Bell Cajun, Burlington Beach, which is around, uh, on the way to, to Hamilton, uh, up in Halliburton, that sort of stuff. There's yeah. pictures. People are talking about, oh yeah, yeah I went out for the weekend and, and stuff. I like this one because there's a lot of friendly people on the page, very helpful to people with questions. And if you're looking to go kayaking, which is what I said I was going to be talking about later, um, there's usually posts by people saying, hey, heading out of Rotary Park in Ajax after work on Friday or Thursday or whatever, or we're going for, there was one group that does, uh, uh, one of the the moderators, uh, Paul says, we're doing the chip truck run. At the end of Liverpool and Pickering on the other side of the nuke plant, yeah. there's a chip truck. Okay. It's been there for as long as I can remember. Um, so they start at Rotary Park in Ajax, paddle along Lake Ontario, shoreline. Yeah. They go to the chip truck and then they paddle back. They make <laughs> a day, like a day of it yeah. sort of thing, right? Nice. And uh, sometimes they do their events. If there's enough people, they'll say, hey, who wants to practice uh, kayak rescues mm-hmm. sort of thing. Cause there's, you know, if you've got 10 people, then somebody can say, Hey, here's how you do it. And let's, let's practice who wants to try it and that yeah. sort of stuff. So there's a group is that, and that, that are, are, you know, you can work together rather than like you say, paddling alone and not knowing any of this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, if, if you're new to kayaking and you're in the Durham region or, you know, the, 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 the GTA, yeah. join this group on Facebook. A lot of information. Yeah. I, I really do. It's, they it's did, a great way to get out and, and start meeting paddlers and yeah. stuff like that. Because often as a beginner paddler, it's like, well, who do I paddle with? I want to do this, but I don't know anybody. Exactly. Uh, Church of the Devil, Double Bladed Paddle. Has nothing to do with religion. The religion <laughs> is the Double Bladed Paddle. Yeah, exactly. Kayaking group. Although all are welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, do they, what do they say? Single bladers are allowed, but we won't be slowing down to wait for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fighting words, eh? Oh, wise guy. Uh, a lot of tips. Great place to ask questions again. Uh, lots of stories, photos, trip postings, that sort of thing. When I first joined that group last year, I noticed a lot of it was from the southern states and Florida. Yeah. But when you start looking at stuff, there's it's all across the states, and now it seems to be more people from Canada also throwing in stories and pictures yep. and and little articles and stuff like that. So it, it's really becoming a North America uh, wide um, group on Facebook. Yeah, That's it's definitely pretty huge, and it's yeah. it's nice. It's it's well run. Uh, there's yep. some really nice moderators, some really good people on there. Yep. And then there's the Ontario Canoe Tripping group on Facebook as well. And it's, it's pretty much the same thing as the Church of the Double Bladed Paddle, but has to do with canoe tripping in Ontario. Yes. Yeah. And again, you got questions or anything like that about gear, anything like that, just throw the question up yeah. there. And there's, there's people, I mean, of course, do the search first when you're in any of these groups 
before you have a question, do a little search to make sure. It's probably already been asked. Yeah, because there, there are some people that just, yeah, it's been asked before. And then there's just some people that get rude about it going, here we go again. Yeah. It's like, oh. it's just like the PDF, P, uh, PFD thing. Somebody says, oh, they weren't wearing the P, PFDs. Well, you know, and, oh, here we go again. Yeah. You know, yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, then there's the Ontario Backcountry Camping Facebook group as well. Group for anyone interested in backcountry camping in Ontario. You can share your stories, your pictures, gear reviews, trip ideas, trip uh, reports, all that sort of stuff uh, on here. Ask questions. And it's a great place to meet people that, yeah. you know. And I mean, some people are wary about that. But you know what? Half my friends I've met on the forum back in the day when it was the forums. Yeah. You know, say, hey, I'm heading up to Algonquin to do a trip or scout some things out. Hey, I'm up there. Mm-hmm. Let's meet at this time or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, that's how I met uh, Marcus, Mark in the Park. Uh, he was staying at the Wolf Den up there. And I was hey, I'm heading up to the Wolf Den this weekend. Look for me. We'll maybe go do the yeah. trail or something. Yeah. Like that. We, we hooked up there and we've been, man, that was 12, 15 years ago now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's been a long, long time. And, uh, actually, uh, Marcus just posted, Marcus or Mike, Mikey just posted some pictures from 2008, the trip him, Mike, Marcus and I did in Algonquin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the that. first time I ever met Mike. Yeah. Right. The first trip we yeah. did together. And, uh, yeah, man, time flies. <laughs> I know. It really right? flies. Yeah. So, and then if you go to Instagram, uh, you know, another big social, I like Twitter, for, you know, quick little articles and stuff, but not, there's not as much as there used to be, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But Instagram, all you got to do is search keywords like kayak, canoe, yeah. stand up paddle board, sup, raft, that sort of thing. Paddle, paddling, backcountry camp. All, there's lots of things that you can search yeah, for. Exactly. And tons of things like groups, people, hashtag, everything comes up. And there's all these, you just click on them and, and, and start looking at the pictures. And sometimes the pictures have, you know, you look at something that looks pretty cool and it'll, you know, oh, review, you want to see a full review of this, then go to this article here sort of thing. So it's yep. really cool to see that. So I, I, I like Instagram for that sort of thing. So, uh, those are just some of the, um, the things I, I don't know if you have any or not. No, I, uh, I follow the same groups, Church yeah. and Double Bladed Paddle and stuff like that. So it's, it's, I find it interesting how. They have morphed and migrated over the years. You know, like I remember being on some of the early bulletin boards and, and then it was, uh, you know, the, uh, just, just chat groups. And, yeah. but now everything seems to have migrated to, uh, to Facebook. Yeah. There's it's still the a couple of, of, a of forums that yeah. I'm still, uh, like, still on. Uh, and I don't know, is my CCR still out there and operational? I, think so. I haven't been on there in. Yeah, I have been on my CCR in like five years. Uh, I used to go to Algonquin Adventures all the time, AA, yep. and uh, I only go there once or twice a year now. And, I'm actually uh, a moderator on that. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I check that out uh, all the time to see what's going on. There's a lot of wearing Algonquin MI pictures. Yes. So people say, yeah. oh, yeah, that's where I went. Yeah. And that's cool because you see pictures of something like, wow, that's that's all. Okay, I'm I want to go there. check out that link next, <laughs> yeah, next exactly. time I got yeah. to, uh, a trip coming up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Marcus has his Algonquin forums. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of information that gets passed along there, so, yeah. which is really yeah. cool. And, and you know, it's it's all like minded people. Oh yeah. You know, it's all the social media aspect of yeah. it, and you can sit in front of your computer and check all this stuff out, and you can then look at your maps and start making. It, it all helps with your plans. You know. Yeah. Uh, wanting to know about you know like we we were talking about uh, back when we did Woodland Caribou. You know, how yes. are the portages? Yep. Well, you got to find them. What do you mean we got to find them? <laughs> well, if you're used to going to Algonquin Park. And it's where you got well that. Marked, yeah, there's well a worn. Big yellow sign with, you, yeah. you can't miss the, yeah. the, the path going through the woods, yeah. you know, <laughs> whereas you're going to Woodland Caribou and they're like, well, we'll give you a marker. It's sort of, you know, a little pile of stones. Yeah. And then you got to follow the blazes on trees and hopefully it's been used and the blazes are still there. Yeah. Still and you fresh. can actually find the next lake. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's a total nother level. <laughs> it's not the beginner sort <laughs> yeah. of trip you want to do, you know? Uh, but yeah, you, you find that information out now. It's so much easier to find that information out. Absolutely. Before yeah. you go mm-hmm. out there. Right. Yeah. And you can, yeah, you can find out all these 
these things like, hey, yeah, I'm going to go down the, forest, uh, the, the Florida Everglades, do a little bit of kayaking and maybe go yeah. for a dip in the water. And, well, you might not want to do that. There's, you know, alligators and snakes. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yikes. Yeah. So check out, check out a, a, a few of those ones. It's a Church of the Double Bladed Paddle. Ontario Backcountry Camping, Ontario Canoe Tripping, uh, Durham Region Kayakers Club. That one's a, a good one. They actually, the Kayakers Club did the uh, search for the paddle for the Juno on oh, yeah, uh, July yeah. 1st because there's yeah. the boat, the Juno, just right off, off Bowmanville. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they all went out for the day. They did that last year too. Yeah. So it's just, what are you saying, 10 feet of water or something like that? Yeah, so. it's like 100 meters out. It's like it's super close to shore. Yeah. And it's, uh, what is it? Uh, one end of it is in like 10 feet of water. The other end slopes down to about 20 or 25 feet of water. And there, and there, I was told that there's, I haven't seen it myself. Like I know where it is yep. and I've tried to find it in the past, but, uh, apparently once you find it, it's easy, you can still see a propeller and there's still the ribs of the boat you can see. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So check out those, uh, social media places. Uh, I think that's about it. That is, a, oh, there was one thing I wanted to mention. Oh, yes. yes. We were going to talk about so, our little <laughs> rowing friend. Yeah. So the, uh, Fyodor Konikov. So this is the guy who he's going to do it in three legs. So he just finished his first leg of around the world rowing solo. And, uh, so he's finished his first leg. He's made it to Cape Horn or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. I like Argentina, right? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So, so, yeah. So he's, so he's made it, he's finished his first leg. He's got two more legs to go. He's, he, the best weather for him to row around the world is around December. So his next leg starts this December right. for leg two. But in the meantime, he's like the, the, in Russia, they just call him the traveler. And so this guy's in his like sixties. And so now in between stints at rowing, he is working with uh, the their national aeronautics or whatever some some sort of group plus a gliders group and plus some engineers and some scientists and they're developing solar flexible solar panels and they're developing russian made uh, uh, battery cells and uh, so they're developing a aircraft and so right now he's testing it and so in 2021 it's his plan to fly nonstop around the world in a solar powered glider. And he plans to do it in seven days. So he's going to do this between his rowing expeditions. Well, he's so in, yeah. So, so, uh, 2019 leg one, 2020 leg two, 2020 leg two, 2021 leg three. And then shortly after that, he's going to do this around the world in a glider, solar powered glider. Wow. Well, alrighty. This dude's busy. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting because I, I, again, I have a Google search for this guy because of his, uh, his rowing and he, uh, you know, he did that, uh, what do you do in the, uh, almost 200 days he did the first mm-hmm. leg. And, uh, so uh, he's got some free time on his hands and so now he's going to try practice, uh, getting ready for the solo around the world nonstop in seven days with a solar powered glider. <laughs> around the world in 88 days long gone <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah that's awesome well yeah. more power to him yeah i know eh? solar power <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right that it that's all i have Alrighty, i think that's all i've got as well now if you want to find out more about us you can check us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter Check out this podcast and 177 others on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can also find us on the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com. And check out our YouTube channel. We haven't put anything up there lately, but we're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we got... Uh, we got other things on the go. Projects in yeah. the pipe. Yeah, things are going. Things are going. <laughs> things are working. <laughs> Anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>